Let's begin now. transition from players only to after hours what does that mean um well (laughs) to start two former nfl players uh the highest achievement i have in my athletic career is i played sophomore year basketball for my high school and i'm exactly of what you thought i'd be white suburban kid all i could do is shoot threes couldn't play defense they put me in when they were in zone when they got out of zone whistle blue timeout dusty you're out Two years at high school basketball. That was that's my highest. That's my highest athletic achievement. And uh, Blue Springs Wildcats, you know, shout out. That that doesn't mean anyone else's opinions are any better or worse than yours. Oh, Give I mean, I probably have credit. better opinions than them, but sometimes not well, all. See, I didn't say that. I know. don't. I don't know about like Take it every time. Take it I did have an opinion today, though, Julio. I have. Uh, I have experienced a new life. Oh. I mean, I mean this. Okay. Okay. And I, I even brought this up to to Dana and and Sean, because I've you know I'm close with them. I'm not like I've never been to either one's house or kicked it like but you've around golfed. a fire. But yeah, I've golfed with them, hung out with them, talked to That's them, something. you know, shoot the breeze with them. And speaking of the breeze, Julio, I have discovered that I think I'm a briefs guy. It's taken you 30-plus years to figure this out? See, I've always been a boxer briefs guy, so the, the the tight, you know, to the thigh ending. Felt great. Kept me together. That's where I'm at. Now I'm into briefs. So now it's just the triangle. So imagine just like the speedo. That's really pushing the whitey-tighty category. But it ain't whitey-tighty. It's hugging the cheeks, but it ain't sagging the cheeks. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's too it's, close for my comfort, man. It, you, you, it's see, too close. So There's not me, enough room there. I, no, need, me, I need more room to travel. But let me talk to you. You say that. There are so many advantages to this. I've never felt more free. I've never been held together more in my life. And at first, is that a good thing? Yes. I don't feel like that's a good thing. It's like a nest down there. No. And it's disturbing. And with the with the boxer briefs, you know, you can't wear those four inch seam shorts. Or if you wear jeans that have like tarnished look to it, it shows through. You gotta you gotta pull basically the equivalent of you know rocking you a thong. I mean, and that's where I'm at. Target ten ninety nine five pack bonus pair for six. I guess I'm just not as fashionable of a person as you to where seeing my boxer brief lines through my jeans matters to me. I guess that's mm-hmm. like a, a girl seeing her bra through her shirt or whatever. Yeah. That makes no difference to me. Mm-hmm. I, I need some wiggle room, man. I, I, it can't be compact in there. It's mm-hmm. a, it gets, especially in the summer, it gets hot and you, you know, it gets a little swampy. You, you want it all packed in and there. Don't you want some room you missed, to air it out? You missed that one. It's breezy. It's not. How is it breezy? It's everything is tucked into one central location, like and it's hammock. like it's like choking it. It's like a little. Well, it's not choking it. It, it, it is. It's letting it sit like on a like a like a raft in the lake. You know, you're not in the water. You're you're you're. you're if the you're lake was a kiddie on, pool, you're laying on your back. Just saying. No. I got all pairs. You gotta man. let the boys breathe, man. They're breathing. You gotta, I'm, gotta telling let you, them, I'm telling you right now, I, hang, I have them know? on right now. I feel like I'm sitting on air. 
And that air is a nice, cool breeze of about 66 degrees out there. And it feels great. I wish you wouldn't give those details. Yeah. Well, Thank you. I'm just trying to sell you on Bree. Go to Not Target, and I bet your lady will like them. I, I don't think so. You you say that? I bet are are they white? Them. Are they white? No, they're gray. But some of them are kind of fun looking. Like they got like a like a tiger pattern. Some are black, gray, blue, navy. I, I and even there's two. There's two sexy pairs. There's like a red one and a yellow and an orange one. One's red with like lines. The other one's orange with lines. And sometimes you know, man, you put those on. You put those on. You go out and hang out and mingle with people. You got a little bit more of a boost. All right, and I'm, I, let me be clear. I'm speaking yeah. from experience here. I feel like mm. we've spent way too much time opening That's the fun. show with this, but. I have I have some at home that I've gotten for Christmas presents, mm-hmm. and I have tried to wear them. I See, you really just tried. You didn't I have honestly day. tried, mm-hmm. and they just they ride up. They end up mm-hmm. giving you a wedgie. They, mm-hmm. they they choke out the crotch area. It's just it's, it's not, not for me, man. Look, you're not going to sell me. You're not going to sell me on it. Look it's, at this. Like you can, that's that's you pretty can sexy. Really Thank see you. Comfortability. Yeah, yep, I see it. Thank it's you. Nice. Thank you. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, Bills in action tonight as we transition to sports. I'm sure people are not really interested in what kind of briefs you like to wear, but man, I got a parlay. Gotta figure out how to make money on this. I really want to. So the parlay tonight, it uh, got boosted. So if you want to get it in real quick, um, check that, reverse it. If you want to get a bet in real quick, uh, I have one, and it is not necessarily as much juice as the werewolf parlay last Sunday, which we can do another one of those if you guys liked it, if you joined it. This one is uh, Josh Allen on DraftKings. Josh Allen over 23 and a half. Um, Gabe Davis over 40 and a half and Stefan Diggs six and a half or more receptions. Obviously can't get a half a reception, but over six receptions for Stefan Diggs that, uh, with boosted is plus seven thirty seven, I believe, sorry, seven eighty seven. got $10 on to win a little $88 coin. Um, also a good pick tonight would be, uh, uh, briefs. no, it'd be a uh, Dalton Kincaid. Mm, okay. Knox is out. I think this is finally the time that Kincaid gets to flourish. Does he, does he step it up? Because he's I think been so, pretty. They were, yeah, well, he's had Knox and all this. They didn't know really where to put him on the field. They know how to like incorporate him into the offense. And MIA. And uh, I really do. I really do think this is. If you're fantasy tied in uh, low, this is kind of a little fantasy football Sunday show on a Thursday night. I would say. I would say play Kincaid. I think they're going to start lining him up more in the slot, use him more as like a Travis Kelsey type, which is get used to that comparison with young tight ends. Um, but I think they're going to use him like that tonight, kind of pair him with Gabe Davis and let them two kind of run one side. And then you'll see bracketing from Tampa Bay on uh, Stefan Diggs. One thing I did like yesterday that I didn't get to play last night, obviously wasn't here, um, but we are here tonight, Thursday night after hours, Julio Sanchez, Dusty Likens, JJ Watt, not my favorite flavor. Never really huge J.J. Watt guy, but he did He did say something that I took very nicely. Make us believe that the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, right, in the AFC, and everything runs through them with how he's playing right now? Yeah. I mean, I think that we kind of get to this point, even with Lamar, we're still with Pat, where you, somebody does plays so great and plays so well for such an extended period of time that we almost get bored with the greatness of it. And I think people are constantly trying to find these things about Mahomes or trying to, you know, the offense isn't clicking that well or they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He's still the MVP. He is still playing at a high level. He's still dominating this league. I don't think that we should get bored with watching greatness and with appreciating greatness. Uh, I do think there is this fatigue factor where, yeah, that's just what he does. He just plays that well. Let's who, Who's the MVP? Let's go find it. Is it Brock Purdy? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? Well, 
Patrick Mahomes is still playing unbelievable football. Let's make sure we're giving people their flowers at the right time. And I mean, I mean, this is just incredible. Yeah, like, it's, this isn't normal. This isn't normal stuff. Like, that's just a, oh yeah, he just threw a sixty-yard pass to Travis Kelsey. That's not. You can't just let that be normal. That's incredible. And I do like this point that JJ Watt makes because you know it's kind of we went on a tangent on Tuesday night about the Andy Reid and the. Uh, coach of the year kind of thing how it's just like we take Andy Reid for granted and you look at guys like Brian Dable who won it last year and they're not going to make the playoffs this year and they're one of the most laughable teams in the NFL but hey he had a good year last year um but with Mahomes it's interesting right like I get it that and I have a I think I have a decent comparison to what we do or what the media does because you know I necessarily don't because I'm always like every game and Julio I don't know if you do this or if if Barbershop I know you're listening because you're texting me right now but I know if you ever do this, right? Like when you're watching the games and all of a sudden he does something and you're just like, how does he like, I don't know where in his mind. And I think one of the things that always gets me with Mahomes, I think a lot of people take for granted is like the way that he on third and like 18 can scramble and get a first down almost every single time. Did it twice against the chargers in crucial third and longs. The other thing is just like the peripheral vision not only of just the of the receiver, the running back that might be there that some people might not think to turn real quick and throw, you know, some sort of like three-quarter arm angle throw, but also the line of scrimmage. Like he's never like I don't know how many times in Mahomes' career he'll be flagged for the passer was over the line of scrimmage. If I had to take a futures bet, I would take under four and a half. It's maybe happened once. I can't re- you know, really like can't really remember if it ever has or when it did happen, but we do take things, uh, the media will take things that Patrick Mahomes does for granted. I remember there's, you know, my dad's always been kind of a nervous fan and he'll watch games and be like, I don't know, man, we're down 10 nothing, and this doesn't look good. And I'm just like, do you remember who's playing quarterback? And I don't like to talk to him like that because he's, you know, obviously more superior than I am. He's my father, but I'm just like, dad, like, do you know who's playing quarterback? And he's just like, I get it, but we just look flat. It's like something like that. I'm like, all right. And then after the game, and this is like two years ago, Julio. And then after the game, he'd be like, yeah, I guess he's, you know, whatever. And now I don't get those text messages. Because he knows. Like, I still, like, you know, 12-0 and versus Denver. 18-3 and versus the division. Never lost on the road to the division. Those are numbers that you can hear Jay Binkley and I beat to death into your mind and into your ears. But it's like when you sit back and you're like, wait a minute, there's 19 teams that have never beaten Patrick Mahomes in the regular season, 19 teams, and he's beaten every single team there is in the league and he's not 29. The thing that's interesting about this is that The media likes to think, right? And we do this with great athletes, and I think that's what Mahomes is. And I think if anybody denies that, they're just a homer on the other side or they're just trying to be that, you know, they're just trying to be that guy. But the fact that he's, like, the numbers that you can start with and the stuff that you can start, it's like LeBron, what did you go to nine straight NBA finals? Right? And then you... You, you see guys like that, and you're like, oh, yeah, Brian's in the finals. And it's like, he went to nine straight. And you can bring up, oh, he didn't win them or whatever. Even the Buffalo record, four consecutive Super Bowls. It's like, you went to the Super Bowl four years in a row. And those are big, you know, big levels. 
But then you start peeling back the onion to what is Patrick Mahomes, and you're like, you know how great people were talking or still are talking about the Miami offense and Tua's big year? Yeah, Tua's plus 400 to win the MVP. Patrick Mahomes is plus 275. But everybody's out here going, hey, this offense needs checked. I don't know where this offense is. I'll tell you where it is. Second in passing yards, tied first with a quarterback and touchdowns thrown. Top five, top six in total yards. But here's Miami. Tua's thrown for 70-plus yards more than Mahomes. But here's Tua. Oh, my God. But that offense in Kansas City needs figured out. There are people out there that will take stuff like this for granted. And the analogy that I give it is like kind of in a relationship, right? You have these friends that are married. And, you know, every once in a while you hear like a passing sort of comment. Not necessarily mean, but it's like, you know, let's say that the husband in this instance gets up. like, hey, babe, you need another drink? I'll get it for you. You want me to get in the car and grab your jacket? Yeah, that's sweet. Thank you very much. I'll take that. And then all the people around like, girl, you got a good one. Like, you should, that's good. And then she does the whole, yeah, it's fine. And you're like, what? Like, I wish my husband would get up and go get a jacket for me or ask me if I was thirsty instead of just you know, kind of taking that for granted. Whereas there's other people like you and I, Julio, that know what Patrick Mahomes does is special and every week something's different and that's why you watch the games. And you have somebody that's like, you know, here on the on the side, it's like, hey, can I get you? You're like, oh, that's, you know, that's really cool. Yeah, isn't it awesome? Every day I just, I have no idea. Like, every day they surprise me. And sometimes wives are that way. Like, man, Frank, you got a really nice wife. She's beautiful. She takes care of you. She asks you for this. She lets you go out once a week with the guys. Yeah, she's she's cool. I don't know, man. I wouldn't take that for granted. Some people don't get that. And then there's the guy who gets the same thing. Like, yeah, man, I, I have no idea. You know, sometimes I wake up and she's just like, Hey, I set this out for dinner. Hey, we're going to go do this on Saturday. We're going to go walk a trail. We're going to do, you know, whatever it is. You're like, yeah, man, I have no idea. I, I love it. I don't know if I got, I don't know if anybody else is luckier than I am. And that's kind of the same way I see the media treat when Mahomes does that. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, you're right. It's just, it's, it's been such a standard for so long that now it's what people expect. Right. Right. This is, this is championship football is what people expect in this town now. And when things don't necessarily look like they typically do, yeah. meaning the offense, it makes people a, a little bit nervous. I mean, obviously you have to dive into the numbers. I mean, really look at what's going on, mm-hmm. right? But I, I can see why people feel that way because it does, optically speaking, it does it does seem that way. Like things are maybe just a yeah. little bit off. Now, keeping keeping in mind, right, it's a long season. Sure. They typically, with Andy Reid teams, get better as the season goes on. Right. It's all about perspective, though. The other thing, too, is it's just that, like you mentioned, we're going to dive into that, too, about how the Chiefs are just going to continue this race uh, moving forward because of not only not just – I mean, we can argue semantics or we can we can debate over semantics, but, um, yeah, there's a there's a big reason why this is – this. you think eight in a row with the AFC West is it, but no. Um, I want to talk a little bit about who do you fear the most? That's my question. Who do you fear the most? Uh, we dive into that on the other side. Julio Sanchez, Dusty Likens. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
here on After Hours. Dusty Like is with you, Julio Sanchez with you. Short show, 7 to 9. We will do the out of left field question as we always do at 8 o'clock. So we'll have that for you tomorrow's uh, my favorite day of the week. You can't be Friday, man. Uh, you get Mitch Holtis at 7.30 on with the guys from Fesco in the morning. You get Pete Sweeney at 1 o'clock with Cody and Gold. And you get Nate Taylor at 4 o'clock on the drive with Carrington Harrison. You did hear earlier tonight players only, and you are hearing after hours. You can do yourself a favor. You can literally go to the Odyssey app, download both programs, tell your friends about it, just kind of, you know, let it play out. You don't you don't know whatever what's going to happen on after hours. Right? Like we started the, uh, you know, Started the show off with briefs, and that's okay with me. I'm trying to get more people comfortable in their own skin, literally. Just be you, man. Don't worry about what other people say about you. Um, we are uh, we are uh, into the Buffalo Tampa Bay game. Keep you updated on that because not everybody listening is probably paying attention to Amazon Prime. Tampa Bay got the ball first. They're trying to march down the field, but. Uh, I'm trying to win money tonight. I've got to figure out how to make money on this. I really want to. And I've got uh, over 23 and a half rushing yards for Josh Allen. Gabe Davis over 40 and a half. Stefan Diggs over six and a half receptions. The Gabe Davis one, man, that's the that's the one, right? That's the, he could have, tricky. you know, he could go, what? Two games in a row where he's got 115, 125, then go three games when he's on a milk cart. You don't know where the hell he is. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, Chief Editor uh, Arrowhead Pride, well, again, We'll join Cody and Gold tomorrow. One said this uh, Monday night when he joined my show uh, about the ASC, and and I asked you the question, who do you fear the most? I think there's only a, a, a few teams. We're starting to identify the ones that can actually win the AFC. And you mentioned Baltimore, I, I think, is in that mix. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Buffalo Bills. I, I think Cincinnati is another team, certainly Miami, and then the Chiefs. I think it's going to be one of those teams. But I put the Bills and, and Bengals in, in Tier 2, and maybe even drop Miami behind mm-hmm. them, just given Philadelphia uh, was able to do what they did against them last night. I, I personally, I, I, I like the Chiefs. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think the Baltimore Ravens made a statement yesterday. Now we just got to see if they can follow it up. So the Ravens were my team to start the season. I thought that we'd have, didn't we say that we were going to have Ravens and Chiefs AFC championship game one night on this show? I believe we did. did. Yeah. Correct. Right. So, and, and the thing about Baltimore is because you can't just go through and say that you get mad at P. You can't be a hypocrite, right? You can't say, oh, well, how come we don't start talking about quarterback and head coach when it comes to teams that are decent, like we do with the Patriots that we did back when San Francisco and Elway and Shanahan and, and you know, Shula and whatever. You just stopped doing it when it was Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Well, if you're going to call people out for that, you've got to stick up for your own take, and that is you can't do that with Baltimore, right? You can't go to Baltimore and be like, well, I don't know if I trust Lamar. Well, he's one MVP, super talented, he's having a good year, and they've got John Harbaugh, who's – a Super Bowl winning coach and also good at what he does. We can all agree on that. And Baltimore is to me who I fear the most. 913-586-7610. Maybe there's somebody else that you fear. But Baltimore to me is a team that I fear the most because of what they have at coach and what they have at quarterback. And why I say that is you can have a great defense, right? The Chiefs have a great defense. Top five, maybe top three defense. But the other thing that something can be a kryptonite of to a great defense is a spontaneous quarterback. Like the Philadelphia Eagles last year, right? Let's use them as an example. Number one defense. They're the best defense. And then you throw in the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and they automatically turn them into the worst defense in one night. 
Why? Because they have a spontaneous quarterback and a really good head coach. So Baltimore, yes. Am I honestly on your side too about the whole, well, like a market throw four picks and fumble and not 100%. Now he's still spontaneous, but what makes you better than others is how less of mistakes you make. Mahomes is obviously at the top because he doesn't make a ton of mistakes or turn the ball over quite as much. But you go to see who do you fear the most is Buffalo is a team that a lot of people every year are like, well, Buffalo's in the AFC, you know, they're Josh Allen, they're a chief's rival. You kind of start going down the list. And I don't know if I want to throw Cincinnati in there. It's number two team that I fear the most, but I think I have to, because it did appear that before they went on a bye last week, that Joe Burrow was feeling better. There was some sort of maybe a constructive conversation of criticism in the locker room. You know, Jamar chase, we've never really seen him kind of show his emotions. I'm always effing open is what he says. Buys a seven 11 chain post seven 11 after the game, after he has what like 10 for one ninety three and two touchdowns and or three touchdowns, whatever it was a ridiculous night. And they've had a buy and they get San Francisco with Sam Darnold because of course they do, right? That's why not? And we'll see where they go. They have a very tough second half schedule. I think them and the dolphins have the two toughest schedules in the NFL moving forward. But who do you fear the most? Julio, is it Baltimore still? Are we, we talking strictly AFC? AFC, AFC, AFC. I mean, uh, quite honestly, there's not, if I have to pick, I will pick, but I will preface it by saying I'm not scared too much of anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. So I see where you're coming from with, with Baltimore and, and you're absolutely right. They, they come in every year with one of the most talented rosters, mm -hmm. defensive, offensive side of the ball. But somehow they always, I mean, they go through these stretches where they look so damn good. Yeah. And then they get hurt or there's just things that go like, yes, they look amazing right now. Mm -hmm. Let, let's talk in another four or five weeks down the road when we're deeper into the season and see if they still look like the same team. Right. They're throwing. So I think the new offensive coordinator for them did did some good things as far as the way he's utilizing Lamar Jackson. Right, more pass. He's more of yeah. a pocket passer. He's not running as much, so it's a little bit different. So the tape's not there. Right. Give it a couple weeks. Right. See what they're doing, and I think some of that will change. I think they will. They will come back down to earth. Yeah. For me, it's it's it probably would be Cincinnati, mm -hmm. and and I think a sleeper team that that. I don't know that they scare me, but the, the type of play that they come come with is the Browns and okay. the defense. I I respect the hell out of their offense is just god awful. Mm -hmm. But those physical teams that have physical defenses tend to give the Chiefs trouble. Yeah, I, uh, I'd go Bengals probably one. Okay, and then Baltimore, and then and then I think no, and then I think. Probably Baltimore and then the Browns. I can't put the okay. I can't put the Browns. Browns? Around. Yeah. The, the defense, Browns? man. The, the defense they just is gave legit. Up 33 to Indianapolis and Gardner Fitzpatrick. I'm telling you, the, the those physical type teams the, the Browns. give us you issues. You sure about that? That's why? You sure about that? You sure about that's not why? About as sure as the boxer briefs that I'm currently wearing. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> But, but really, truly, no you one in the, the AFC is really that scary. And, and see, so this is interesting. Gabe Davis, by the way, uh, let's see. He's already got two catches for 25 yards. Let's go. Get in there. Let's go. Get in there. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. Uh, my teams, I guess, if I had to rank them, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. And I think that's why everybody's kind of questioning 
what's wrong with the AFC because everyone was like, oh, the AFC is dominant. Every team has a flaw. Correct. Correct. Chiefs can't really do anything on third and one. And they get a little sketchy inside the goal line. Or like inside the 10 or the five. It's just kind of weird. Like that would, but that's a great flaw to have, you know? Yes. First oh man, it's problems. tough on third and one, but you're still like in the top three, you know, when it comes to converting on third downs. And it's easily fixable. And yes. you're top three on getting teams off the field on third downs. So again, flaws are, are awesome when they're very minimal. But the thing I will say is if I have to like go through my teams in the AFC, Buffalo versus Tampa tonight. Buffalo has looked absolutely like hot, spicy garbage the last two weeks. Damn near lost so to the Giants. Should have lost to the Giants. So up and down. Lost to New England on the road, and now they're playing Tampa Bay, and they're marching down the field in their first offensive possession. Um, they have the ball first and 10 from the Tampa Bay 24. Now second and 10. But again, Buffalo, Tampa, will keep you updated on that. But it's Ravens. That's my most honest team. I think they've shown me the most honesty as a team. I know they've been up and down, and that seems kind of like But they're the best all-around, well-constructed yeah. team. Coach, quarterback, I always believe, no matter how yeah. bad their defense might look or people might say it is, I always believe the Ravens will be good on defense. And then um, Cincinnati, right? They had a bye. They've kind of struggled early on. They'll get they're, healthy. You know, they're 3-3. Three and three. Yep. Let's see where they go, and let's see how they face other teams in that AFC North division. It's a dogfight. Um Miami, they just can't play against a team that's good defense. Nah, right? they're not legit, man. Philadelphia Paper got, Tiger. Philadelphia got them. Um, you know, they can go up against teams that are that are bad, and they can beat the living snot out of them. But when they play a team with a defense, which they've only done twice, and they've lost both games, that gives me enough to give a little bit of track on, hey, you played a team that matches up defensively against you that has some guys, they can kind of get in your way. And they did that. Philadelphia did that, and the Buffalo Bills did that when they beat them 48-20. The other one... Buffalo, and we'll see where Buffalo. So Buffalo, Miami, the Ravens, Cincinnati. How I'd rank them in fear because it's a spooky season. Um, I'd go Ravens, Cincy, Miami, Buffalo. I think you're just too much into Buffalo's head, and you're too much of like a. It's just. It I mean, they're good in is. the regular season, sure. Against us, doesn't matter. Know. Season doesn't start till the end of December. Uh, that's Julio Sanchez. I'm Dusty. Like it's coming up on the other side. Funny, a little funny. How uh, this is going to be eight consecutive seasons the Chiefs win the AFC West. And honestly, uh, you can just keep adding to that tally. Keep ordering your t shirts. For Julio, I'm Dusty. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Oh, uh, yeah. I get around. Still clown when the underground when we come around. Mm. 3-0, Bills strike first. They kick a field goal, march all the way down 70-some yards, and then stall, kick a field goal, and now Tampa Bay has the ball back at their very own 34-yard line. So I did sell this game to some people today as a sneaky good Thursday night football game. I don't think it's a blowout. I don't see – I definitely don't see 10-point spread by Buffalo, which is, to me, insane that that was the line. Um, so props to anybody that got Tampa Bay uh, minus or plus ten and a half or t- plus ten. That's a that's big a crazy spread. number. That's, that's a, a big number. That's a big spread yeah. for a three and three team who's two and zero oh on the away record. Now, I know Buffalo's had some hiccups and NFC versus AFC short week travel on a Thursday from Tampa to you know it's not that far both on the East Coast but and still. why why is this a, a sneaky good it's it's a legit good game this is a legit entertaining yeah it's just it. tough to sell Baker Mayfield. 
Yeah, but I mean, offensively like speaking, they have yeah. they have some named, yeah, they, right, yeah. recognizable players. They have Shard a solid White, defense. They got Evans, Godwin. Defense is decent, but it's just kind of like a game that you wouldn't think. It's would one of be the better good. Thursday night games because yeah. the Thursday night slates th- so far this year have been awful. Right. Chiefs Denver was pretty bad. That really wasn't a great game. That was kind of one of those like, ugh. Kind of one of those like, yeah, that's not how I intended that one to go. Um, but yeah, Rashad White, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. It's a good little fantasy night. I'm sure there's some people out there that got some fantasy stuff going on. Somebody says, did you like the 1975 concert last night? My daughter was front row of the floor, said Maddie sang a line. Uh, Maddie sang a line, I'm in love with you, to her. That's pretty tight. Yeah, it was a good show. I had a good time. Um, I also was very confused because had a few beers before we went in. And then a uh, buddy of mine, we got uh, cocktails. And I asked for a gin and tonic, and she gave me a gin and diet Coke. It's and, not the same at all. And I, yeah, and I'm too nice of a guy to know people and how the service industry works. Be like, this isn't what I ordered. I was just like, you know what? I feel good enough. I'm a little numb. I'm just gonna drink this and see. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It wasn't Diet that bad. Coke. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I, I just as the older I might have I've to gotten, say something. the older I've gotten, I like gin and tonics or gin and sodas with like a lime. A lime. I have to have a lime. You have to. Agreed. And I didn't have a lime, but the first one I got was like a, a gin and tonic, cool, tasted great. You know, they played a song that was not my forte, and then went and got a gin and tonic. I thought it was gin and diet coke, and I was like, well, was it from a different bartender? No, same one. Ah, uh, see, that's not okay. Not okay. If it, if it was a different one, okay. But you ordered, no. Yeah. You should have said something. No, but the show was good. Um, the set was interesting. Like, it was like a house, and, like, they did different eras of different times. It was good. It was a good show. Um, and now my next concert on the line, too, Blink-182, August 9th, baby. Already got tickets. <sighs> Somebody said, don't do it, Dusty. Just stop. I know, man. I, I'm, I'm not going to ever drink another one. But, like, of all the things that could have been the worst, it wasn't. You know? You could have been, you know, I was just nice to lay out. Way to be optimistic. Yeah. Um, one thing I do think that's kind of funny is that I think the Chiefs are going to continuously win this division for more than just eight years. Like, I think they could flirt. Seriously. I think they could flirt with Tampa Bay or with the uh, Atlanta Braves divisional win record of 14. Hear me out. Um, it's so lopsided and so bad because one team figured it out got a little lucky and got a really good quarterback, but figured it out with their head coach, right? Andy Reid started the foundation of this franchise and where we're at today a long, 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 long time ago, right? When he signed as the head coach, right? And I remember when that happened, and I remember, you know, as I got, you know, more advanced and as I got this job, we used to have to do these things called air takes or, you know, whatever, air checks, and then your boss would listen to him and tell you how bad you suck and how you'll never be on radio. They have to humble you in this industry. Trust me, I got tons, tons of tomatoes thrown in my face. And I remember I gave Andy Reid the, the, the comparison to like a gardener. 
that, like, when you start your garden, right, you find out what you want to put in there, you go get it. You find out where you want to put it in your yard, you cut all the old stuff out, you till it up, you get it set up, you plant your seeds, and a few things take off and a few things don't. And you find out, okay, but at least I got my foundation set. And then by years three, four, and five, you're like, you got strawberries? And you have potatoes and green beans and squash and, and stuff. I didn't even know you could grow in Missouri or Kansas. And you're like, yeah, it just you know, took a little time, took a little R&R, and the same process every year. And that's what Andy Reid is. He's a planter. He's a gardener of NFL and, and the system. And he took over a team that was terrible, dead-ass last place, and brought in a guy like Alex Smith, rebuilt his coaching staff, humbled himself a bit of how it didn't work in Philadelphia, restarted, planted seeds. Some didn't work, some did. Bob Sutton, bad plant. Cut it out, bring in Steve Spagnola. All of a sudden, boy, that okra's really growing different. What'd you do? Oh, I started adding in certain other you know, incentives to the lawn to make it look better, make it fuel itself, and that's what happens. Sometimes you do things that aren't really the right way, and then you cut that out. And you look at other teams in the division. They have no idea how to even read a gardening manual. Right? Denver has Sean Payton. And Sean Payton, I honestly believe, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm, you know, it's all Russell Wilson's fault, but Russell Wilson hasn't been that terrible. And that defense was really good last year, and now it's not. And now that team has two wins. They play Kansas City for the second time in three weeks in their house where Chiefs haven't lost since 2014. We're almost a full decade Guess how long Andy Reid's been here? 10 years. Right? Gardening. That stuff isn't going to grow here anymore. This is. I'll make sure of it because I know what happens. But I don't think Sean Payton is the answer, nor do I think he's the long-term answer, which means they still have to figure it out for a head coach, even with him in the house. Let's go to another team that's funny to laugh at, the Las Vegas Raiders. They literally can't fire Josh McDaniel. They can't. They don't have the money to. That team has only scored more than 20 points once this year. And you know how they did it? With a safety with a minute 15 left in a game to the New England Patriots and Mac Jones. That's the only time they've scored 20 points or more in seven weeks. And their coach is not good. He's had two runs at it, and neither one of them have shown you any sort of progression or belief where you're like, you know what? I think he's, God, he's almost there. He's, he's almost there. No, he's not. He's far, far, far from it. And he never will get to it. I think he also lacks respect. Like Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, they did their things this year. Josh Jacobs, he did his thing this year. Those are three valuable players to your roster. I bet if you got Max Crosby in a quiet room, we're like, hey, man, do you really want to be a Raider? What if I told you I'd get you traded? And then he got traded, then he would be very loud about how it's just really bad at head coach. And ownership's not great either, right? So you don't have to worry about Denver or Vegas. And then there's the Chargers, where they have a quarterback who's been put up as a top-five quarterback, one of the best in the league, has all the talent in the world. It's almost the end of year four. Well, we're midway through year four. You've been in the league three and a half years, and your overall record is 27-8, and and your best finish statistically is rookie of the year offensively. And the closest you've come to MVP is ninth. And you can't win your division. You can't win a playoff game when you're spotted 27 points. And your head coach, your head coach who's supposed to be a defensive genius or a defensive mastermind, 
Maybe genius is a little tough. Pump it down, Dusty. But your head coach, you're supposed to be defensively good. Every time he plays 87, can't stop him. Not just not stop him, like 172 yards. And then in back-to-back years, you got beat on the same play by the same player in the same situation. You can't see that stuff coming. You can't see a franchise coming. And we all know that when you become a head coach, there's a giant 50-50. Either this coordinator was really, really, really ready to take over as a coach, or this coordinator just doesn't got it. We've seen that in the past with Romeo Cornell, and we've seen that with, you know, other coaches, you know, Todd Haley didn't work out, right? That's not just to name Chiefs coaches, but sometimes coordinators don't work out as head coaches. Matt Patricia didn't work out at all. So when you look at where they're currently at and what their situation is, Denver, bad head coach, bad quarterback. Vegas, terrible coach, questionable at quarterback. Don't know if he can ever stay healthy ever again. And not in the top tier by any means. Garoppolo's just a poor man's game manager. And then you look at the Chargers. They refuse to move on from their coach. Thank you for not. But these are all factors as to why I believe the Chiefs, they could flirt with the Atlanta Braves record for 14 consecutive division titles because the Chiefs literally can sit back every year and be like, I know we're good. We got a 28-year-old quarterback. We got a head coach that still loves it, that's passionate, fire about it, and just takes control of business. Patrick Mahomes, again, 16-0 on the road against his own division. They played Denver at 325 on Sunday. You can hear that game on 106.5. The Wolf, coming up on the other side, Michael Parsons. You, sir, um, you don't make sense. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. on After Hours. Dusty Likens with you. Final segment of the 7 o'clock hour, and then it's only one more hour that we're out of here, but then tomorrow night you get the Werewolf Friday. And the howls start coming out, right? Start getting the start getting the callers come up like, let me get a howl, Dusty. Alright, one second. Dave in Overland Park. But yeah, we'll have, uh, we'll have Werewolf Hour uh, Friday night. Werewolf After Hours. Always a Friday. We almost might we have a full moon tomorrow. It looks really big tonight. Wouldn't that be nice? Somebody on the text line definitely knows their astronomy, and we'll be like, nah, the full moon is on Sunday in the sign of Aries or something like that. What's your what's your sign? I am a Libra. Ah. I think we get along. That means your birthday's in like September. It is. Yeah. So nice. my sister's a Libra. We're really close. We're also brother sister. I'd like to think we got along pretty well, regardless. But you know, mm-hmm. I guess the sign. I think my dad's a Libra. Sign like compatibility really points that out. So okay. thank you. I'm a Leo. Shocker. Shocker. Right. That's what everybody tells me. They're like, I what's seem, your sign? When's your birthday? Well, you seem kind of like a Scorpio. You know. What does that mean? It means what it means. I don't know what for that those, means. For those that know, no. You know. A Scorpio. Yeah. It's very outgoing. Mm-hmm. You know. 
I thought Leos were like very outgoing. Like they're very loud. They, they want are, the center but of not attention. as much as a, as a Scorpio. Uh, so you're saying I'm more than a Leo. I'm like a Leo plus plus. Yeah, or a Scorpio, a.k.a. Mm. Scorpio. Yeah, that's correct. When is a Scorpio's month? Good question. I feel like people that are born in like July are really loud people. Like they're, they've always had it great. Like when, oh, when were you born? August 7th. Trying to figure out where there's moons at. Watch it be like a waning gibbous tonight. Any guess on what the moon is tonight? I have no idea what the hell you just said. Is that a monkey? No, it's a, there's different phases. Is that a part of, of the, a monkey? You never did the phase. It's a waxing gibbous. I, I was close. I was really close. Sounds really dirty. Waxing gibbous. What are we waxing? That's the name what, of the moon. So waxing when it's, a gibbous? When it's close to getting full, it's waxing. When it's close to going away, it's a waning. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what that crescent thing is. The more you like. know. You know? Some people Thank call you. it God's thumbnail. Oh, we call okay. it a waxing gibbous. All right. All right. Sounds dirty. Second and eight from the three as the Bills are trying to score. It is three nothing. They have the ball literally on the one yard line, and it is second and eight. Um, I don't understand that logic. How is it second and eight on the balls on the one? Am I am I am I I, I believe that's because Tampa has the ball now. Oh, okay, good. So they didn't score, they went for they, it and didn't they did get not. it. Nice. They did not. Love that. You know Micah Parsons? You like him? He's a good guy. I, I like him. He's a he's a baller. Let me t- let me play some audio he Please. had this week. All those teams I named have way more talent than the Chiefs. Who else in that offense do you truly fear? Right? Who do you fear? Like when you play against the Eagles, you fear that Jalen Hurts is gonna run. You fear that AJ Brown's a deep deck. You fear Devontae Smith. You fear Dallas Goddard. You fear that O line. I mean DeAndre Swift. I mean, you 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 have to respect. I think people come into the Chiefs and say, I know we have to respect Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, and you almost make the game plan, them two will have to beat us. That like, sounds so ignorant. I'm terrible. no longer a fan of his. That's right? very it's a it's very ignorant and disrespectful. The uh so the contents of that is he had the Dolphins, the Ravens, uh Philadelphia, I forget who else was in that. I think Jacksonville were all teams that, again, I'm going to play it for I you. I hope we play them. All those teams I named have way more talent than the Chiefs. Who else in that offense do you truly fear, right? Who do you fear? Like, when you play against the Eagles, you fear that Jalen Hurts is going to run. You fear that A.J. Brown's a deep deck. You fear Devontae Smith. You fear Dallas Goddard. You fear that O-line. I mean, DeAndre Swift. I mean, you, you, you have to respect. I think people come into the Chiefs and say, I know we have to respect Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, and you almost make the game plan, them two will have to beat us. Well, those two are beating people. They beat everybody. <laughs> I, will, I will say, to his, to his credit, yeah. he is correct that, that those other teams do have probably better skill position players. Sure. But you don't – it's not just about – you can have all the skill in the world. Right. You're leaving out Andy Reid and his system. Mm-hmm. Like, those are two very big things that, I mean, it's worked. I don't understand what he... It's a very lazy take. Did we not just win the Super Bowl last week? Been last how year? many in the right? last four years? Right. Three? I mean, the Been disrespect the is real right there. The thing that gets, and again, we'll get back into our lead tonight, and I'll play you that J.J. Watt sound that we heard earlier. Text line asked where it was Pat McAfee show, if you're driving and can't. Uh, read your phone. So Pat McAfee had J.J. Watt on yesterday, and that's what he said. But here's what Travis Kelsey did in his last three games. 12 for 179, a touchdown. Quick math, that's a 14.9 average per reception. First, the Broncos, he had 9 for 124. No touchdown, but he had 9 for 124, and he had 8 of those for 106 in like the first first half. 
13.8 average per reception. Game after that, 10 for 67 for a touchdown. And oh, by the way, that game, he was basically on one leg. So you can sit there and be like, who do you fear on that offense? But the thing is, is that they're so much better than everybody else at quarterback that they have such a huge advantage. And head coach. And when you look at their head coach, he has you schemed and planned for every single week. And if you don't believe that, the Chiefs have not lost by more than seven points in 40 consecutive games, which means that no matter when they play or who they play in the last 40 games, so basically two and a half years, you have to understand the games are close. There's no mismatch. They got blown out by the Titans. They got beat bad by the Bills. They got beat bad by the Bucs in the Super Bowl. And in that game against the Super Bowl, the Bucs, Patrick Mahomes without half his offensive line, and everybody was hurt. But to say that you don't fear anybody, right? To say that you don't fear the Chiefs because of what they have, that's fine. Continue to have that fear. And for someone who's supposed to be a very, very good defensive mindseted person, that's very, very lame to say. Because if I've played against the Chiefs this year and I listen to that, like let's say you're Derwin James. Let's say you're Derwin James and you hear somebody say that. You're like, hey, Micah, have you played them yet? Like Patrick Mahomes doesn't even like tell Kelsey where to go. He just shows up and finds him and they still get numbers. And somebody from the text line says, you can't argue with a dude who plays a sport professionally and then tries to be on the radio. That's an idiot. Well, I'm not going to shame somebody. I'm not going to call them a bad name. But it's the fact to me that you act like you take a couple of points in here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regurgitate them and spit it out. My, my way of thinking it, you have a defensive guy who's very good at what he does. That's saying something like, outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, who do you fear? Outside of the Dolphins, when it's Tua and Tyreek Hill, do you really fear Jalen Waddell? Outside of the Cowboys of Dak Prescott, who you definitely don't fear, out of CeeDee Lamb, is there anybody you fear? And when you look at Jacksonville, who do you fear? They're 5-2. and two. They lead their division. But it's the fact that they execute it. What you should fear is if everybody on your team is not prepared. Because that's what happens. What you should fear is that the Chiefs don't lose by more than seven in 40 consecutive games. That's what you should fear. So, pump the brakes, Michael Parsons. I'm Dusty Likens, Antulio Sanchez. We do this every night at 8 o'clock. We do the out-of-field left question. Okay? Out-of-left-field question. I got that wrong on that half. This night's question is, what do you firmly believe is your greatest trait? 913-586-7610. You better believe I saw that Josh Allen run. What do you believe is your greatest trait? 913-586-7610. We come back and do the out of left field question. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Kind of like looked at him and like was like giving him like the what the F. 